0: Radio Maria England presents Poetry for the Season, presented by poet Sally Reed. Welcome to Poetry for the Season. I'm Sally Reed, speaking to you from just outside of Rome. Advent is progressing, and we're journeying nearer to the manger where Christ was born. It's a strange thing that even for non-religious people, Christmas is this deeply significant part of the year, like the hinge, the centre, or some kind of grand finale. The days are shortest and darkest, and we certainly need ways of making things cheery and bright, but it can put an awful lot of strain on people, particularly this year, when we might not be able to be where we want to be or to be with who we want to be with. So I'd like to dedicate these poems to people who are going to find Christmas tough this year, for whatever reason. It seems to me that it's the job of poetry and this programme, like God, to go into all of our dark places and illuminate them and to console us. So I hope you're going to enjoy it. Today, I want to share with you a clutch of poets, all of whom lived during the reign of Queen Victoria and all of whom are British. See if you can guess the first one. He was a great bear of a man, over six feet tall and weighed 20 stone. He was a convert to the Catholic faith, a novelist, an essayist, and a staunch apologist. And he wrote some cracking rhyme. It's G.K. Chesterton, of course. I was very struck by this particular poem because it deals head on with this issue of not being at home. There is this tendency in us, I think, to want to be at home, on Christmas Day particularly, and it's not even just in the literal sense, but in the sense of, this is where I should be in my life, with a family, with a degree of comfort, a decent job, some peace. It's a bit like a day we take stock, but we know that Mary and Joseph were very much not at home for their first Christmas, and they wouldn't be home for some time. We also know that their baby would grow up to be a man who would have nowhere to lay his head and who faced the ultimate rejection. Bearing all this in mind, this is The House of Christmas by G.K. Chesterton. There fared a mother driven forth out of an inn to roam. In the place where she was homeless, all men are at home. The crazy stable close at hand, with shaking timber and shifting sand, grew a stronger thing to abide and stand than the square stones of Rome. For men are homesick in their homes and strangers under the sun, and they lay on their heads in a foreign land whenever the day is done. Here we have battle and blazing eyes, and chance and honour and high surprise. But our homes are under miraculous skies, where the yule tale was begun. A child in a foul stable where the beasts feed and foam, only where he was homeless are you and I at home. We have hands that fashion and heads that know, but our hearts we lost. How long ago? In a place no chart nor ship can show Under the sky's dome. This world is wild as an old wives' tale, And strange the plain things are. The earth is enough, and the air is enough For our wonder and our war. But our rest is as far as the fire drake swings, And our peace is put in impossible things where clashed and thundered unthinkable wings, round an incredible star. To an open house in the evening, home shall men come. To an older place than Eden and a taller town than Rome. To the end of the way of the wandering star, to the things that cannot be and that are. To the place where God was homeless and all men are at home. Our peace is put in impossible things, writes Chesterton, and only where he was homeless are you and I at home. In our discomfort, in our homesickness, we are at home with Jesus. We are not alone if we are alone, which is something of a paradox. And Chesterton was very fond of paradoxes. But I love the sense in that poem and I love the rhythm and the rhyme. So thank you, Gilbert. I want to share with you another poem now that's very famous and also quite sad, but I want to do so because it has been a tough year. And though every year people go through Christmas having lost a loved one, this year we are perhaps even more aware of loss. Christmas can seem unbearable for people who have an empty chair for the first time at the table. Well, if you are in this position, you're in the very good company of Alfred Lord Tennyson, Tennyson wrote in memoriam for his great friend, Arthur Hallam, who died suddenly at the age of 22. The two men were kindred spirits, great friends. They were both poets, and Arthur was engaged to Tennyson's sister, Amelia. His death was an awful shock, but it gave birth to this long, classic poem. I'm going to read two sections that deal with Christmas following the bereavement, He speaks of the bells and how to behave on Christmas Eve. And in fact, when Tennyson met Queen Victoria, she told him that In Memoriam was a great comfort to her following the death of Prince Albert. Here we go. From In Memoriam by Alfred Lord Tennyson. The time draws near the birth of Christ. The moon is hid the night is still. The Christmas bells from hill to hill answer each other in the mist. Four voices of four hamlets round from far and near on mead and moor swell out and fail as if a door were shut between me and the sound. Each voice four changes on the wind that now dilate and now decrease Peace and goodwill, goodwill and peace, peace and goodwill to all mankind. This year I slept and woke with pain. I almost wished no more to wake and that my hold on life would break before I heard those bells again. But they, my troubled spirit rule, for they controlled me when a boy. They bring me sorrow touched with joy the merry, merry bells of Yule. With trembling fingers did we weave the holly round the Christmas hearth. A rainy cloud possessed the earth and sadly fell our Christmas Eve. At our old pastimes in the hall we gambled, making vain pretense of gladness with an awful sense of one mute shadow watching all. We paused. The winds were in the beach. We heard them sweep the winter land. And in a circle, hand in hand, sat silent, looking each at each. Then echo-like our voices rang. We sung, though every eye was dim. A merry song we sang with him last year, impetuously we sang. We ceased. A gentler feeling crept upon us. Surely rest is meet. They rest, we said, their sleep is sweet, and silence followed, and we wept. Our voices took a higher range, once more we sang. They do not die, nor lose their mortal sympathy, nor change to us, although they change. Wrapped from the fickle and the frail, with gathered power, yet the same, pierces the keen seraphic flame from orb to orb, from veil to veil rise happy morn rise holy morn draw forth the cheerful day from night O oh, father touch the east and light the light that shone when hope was born oh gosh not a dry eye in the house <laughs> it's so atmospheric the wind and the beech trees the winter land the trembling fingers as they make the wreath are very victorian but ultimately the sun both S-U-N and S-O-N, does rise in the East. He comes that destroys death. It's okay to be sad, is what the Victorians were very good at saying. It doesn't negate Christmas, and it certainly doesn't negate Christ. Christmas, in its true sense, can and should heal us. It brings us the greatest healer of all. So deck the halls with boughs of holly. Yes, even nature rejoices in Christ. We can't help but rejoice. I love bringing evergreens into the house at this time of year. That's another Victorian idea, I think. And it's one of those lovely traditions that the animals in the manger warmed the baby Jesus with their breath. I do think that nature reacts at these great events. I mean, imagine the birds at the Annunciation or at the birth of Christ. We know that the sun dimmed and there was an earthquake at the crucifixion. It makes sense to me that sometimes nature knows more than we do. Here's a poem by Thomas Hardy, the novelist and poet, who was something of a seeker, a bit of an agnostic, a bit ambivalent about God and religion. And in this poem, he talks about his old childhood belief that the animals in the stable did indeed kneel in front of the baby Jesus. The Oxen by Thomas Hardy. Christmas Eve and twelve of the clock. Now they are all on their knees, an elder said, as we sat in a flock by the embers in hearthside ease. We pictured the meek, mild creatures where they dwelt in their strawry pen. Nor did it occur to one of us there to doubt that they were kneeling then. So fair a fancy few would weave in these years. Yet I feel, if someone said on Christmas Eve, Come, see the oxen kneel, in the lonely Barton by Yonder Coombe, our childhood used to know. I should go with him in the gloom, hoping it might be so. <laughs> there, he wants to believe, doesn't he? Well, the animals might not have been literally kneeling, but I bet they sensed the atmosphere. I think we can safely say that in that stable, there wasn't a mouse or an ox or a sparrow that didn't sense something. Now, I'd like to stay in the stable with another English poet, Christina Rossetti, whose poems you're bound to know whether you know it or not. We often sing this one at Christmas mass, but I think it's worth paying special attention to her words in the bleak midwinter by Christina Rossetti. In the bleak midwinter frosty wind made moan earth stood hard as iron water like a stone snow had fallen snow on snow in the bleak midwinter long ago our God heaven cannot hold him nor earth sustain heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to reign. In the bleak midwinter, a stable place sufficed, the Lord God incarnate, Jesus Christ. Enough for him whom cherubim worship night and day, a breast full of milk and a manger full of hay. Enough for him whom angels fall down before the ox and ass and camel, which adore. Angels and archangels may have gathered there, cherubim and seraphim thronged the air, but his mother only in her maiden bliss worshiped the beloved with a kiss. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb if I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? Give my heart. Thank you for journeying with me. And remember this Advent, wherever you are, whatever your circumstances, God is the poet and he will heal you. Goodbye. Thank you for joining Sally Reed and Radio Maria England for Poetry of the Season. Please join us every Monday in Advent at 4 p.m., For more poetry and reflections from Sally, you can hear this program again rebroadcast on Tuesday at 10.45am, Wednesday at 11.30pm, Thursday at 1pm and Saturday at 1am. This is Radio Maria England.